Hey, welcome to this week's gig news. Starring me, Chad Gee Economist in Sanford, Florida. My co-host, Hannibal is Hungry in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, stand up. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing, man? Good, good. <clears throat> really, really hot here today. Over 100 degrees. That's I heard you guys got a hurricane heading your way. It hasn't. It's been cloudy all day, so I guess it hasn't. It didn't land yet, but it has been mm. a cloudy, kind of cool day, actually. Yeah. Any uh, exciting stories from the week? Not really. Even a little bit of, uh, I guess, dashing <laughs> and Uber Eats stuff. Nothing. Ha- nothing happens to me. That's why probably I don't do ride-alongs because I don't have any like super eventful things happening to me. You still doing the pet sitting? <clears throat> yes. Yes. So one of those you do see is uh, right here. Hey, Dorothy. Come here. Uh, she's shy. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of two dogs right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, nothing really exciting happened to me either. This was the first week in a while I didn't have any deliver that orders. And <clears throat> the last two weeks that I did them, I kind of got hosed because you saw my video from like a few weeks ago. I said I made double doing uh, deliver that than what I usually make. And then yeah. after that, like I did two, it's a catering delivering, which if you've, you, they do catering on DoorDash once in a while if you can qualify for it. So it's basically the same, but anyway, I drove like a half hour to pick up the food, another 10, 15 minutes to make the delivery. And it's basically an hour from the time I leave the house to the time I complete the delivery. And the last two orders in a row, I only got paid like 15 bucks and that's including tip. It's like, that was a waste of an hour for 15 bucks. I could have took an Instacart order here for that. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> catering orders, Pay it must be it must be the highest offers right or payouts. You would think it's it, all right. So this is one thing that um, I never got on the what's it called DoorDash Drive or yeah. catering whatever. Because every time I try to sign up, like I recorded my video, and when I have to, hey, shh, what? Um, <laughs> the, what I'll do is I put my address in, press enter, and does the app. It won't enter. It won't accept my address. It just keeps like rotating into it back to the X, and I never bothered to ask support what the problem is. I probably just should. Uh, so I haven't even got on. I never had a catering order from DoorDash. Oh, well, I mean, you're not missing a whole bunch. So, yeah. by the way, this is hopefully this is going to be the first episode that we do the audio podcast version of uh, tomorrow. I know we said that last week, but this is the week we're going to make it happen because now I know how to use StreamYard. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And we actually have a lot of news to get to, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. All right. Let me uh, bring this up. All right, so Walmart is launching a new white label delivery service. Let Walmart go local, handle the last mile logistics. So this is on TheVerge.com, although I've seen it everywhere. But basically it's saying, Walmart plans to offer its logistics and delivery services to other companies as part of a new last-mile delivery service. Uh, Walmart, It's called Walmart Go Locals, and it's uh, hoping to compete with, uh, I guess, DoorDash. and. Um, well, it's more like, I think what they're going for is more like, not like hot food delivery, but more like, uh, kind of like GoPuff. 
or like roadie or dispatch, something like that, you know, delivering convenience store stuff or um, packages or whatever. But it's like when they say white label, it means like it would it would show up under whatever the name of your store is, but Correct. actually delivered by Walmart. And uh, that's their their spark delivery, which I applied for, but I'm on the waiting list. Um, it, that's how I guess it's going to be carried out through spark delivery. So, um, yeah, that would be, you know, if any company can really put a, um, you know, put up a, a challenge to DoorDash and Uber Eats, Grubhub, Dispatch, Roadie or whatever, however they're uh, doing it. Yeah. I would think it'd be Walmart or Amazon. Correct. It's it's they have the resources, they understand the logistics, it's local, so they're not necessarily trying to deliver everywhere to everyone. Uh I think this is probably gonna be a pretty decent idea. I just you know, I'd look at it from the employee's perspective or contractor perspective. Is oh is Walmart going to be like Amazon where they're going to be more aggressive on how how they I guess manage the the workforce? Uh, how well they're going to be paid, those type of things that you know I am concerned with. But can they do it? Yeah, and say it's probably going to happen. And um, I wonder if Walmart is going to try to make things cheaper for the small businesses that they're going to be connecting to, where they may not want to use DoorDash anymore. So it's a very interesting story. Yeah, it's it's reported a lot of places, but you know I, I'm just using the one from the Verge here. Um, by the way, we got to give, uh, we have a few people in the chat already. Middleton, Gary Middleton. Hey, what's up? Dark road run stream looks and sounds great. Oh, good. Kyle. No, he's always here. He said, I'm eating dinner in a big heaping bowl of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a personal attack against me. Um, <laughs> he loves mayonnaise and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, mayonnaise is fine as a condiment on a sandwich, but it's not a meal in itself. <laughs> you know, so you know, I had to tweet his own. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll move on. We got a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but it's uh, interesting how many uh, grocery delivery stories we have this week. So, this is from TechCrunch.com. Point Pickup acquires e-commerce platform Grocer Key for forty-two million to allow for same-day delivery. Now, now Point Pickup is like Roadie or Dispatch or Uber Connect where uh, they're doing like uh, package delivery, grocery delivery, but it's not like Instacart where you shop. Like a lot of uh, Walmart deliveries are through Point Pickup. In fact, I'm actually, I'm in with Point Pickup. The problem is the closest Walmart store that is affiliated with it is like half hour, 45 minutes away. So I have to log out of the app on my phone. Otherwise, if I turn it on, It'll say, hey, there's a pickup at like in six hours for like seven bucks at a store like 45 minutes away, you know? Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I have point <clears throat> pickup as well. I haven't. Anything that they showed to me was way too mm-hmm. far and it didn't make any sense. So I'm guessing Brooklyn is not really a big hub for point pickup as well. Yeah. Uh, let me just uh, go over this real quick. So point pickup. Last Mile Delivery Service has acquired white-label e-commerce platform. Yeah, we know that. Instacart made a killing delivering groceries and goods for retailers during the coronavirus pandemic, which generated revenue of $1.5 billion. 
and 35 billion worth of sales. Company has an estimated 9.6 million active users and over 500,000 shoppers. New entrants to the same day delivery space are cropping up, which aligns with the expected growth of the industry to 20.36 billion by 2027. But companies like Amazon, Instacart, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, founder and CEO of Point Pickup says retailers have a right to own that data themselves. The acquisition of Grocer Key, which brings on board companies' front end consumer facing sales engine predictive analysts, puts the data and brand recognition back in the retailers' hands. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, again, you guys can read this. So, this should be interesting. I mean, if it if it brings more, um, you know, if it gives us more delivery opportunities, then you know, I'm all for it. And it's right. funny because like 42 million in the big scheme of things, especially how big some of these companies are, actually is like pocket change to them, you know? Yeah. It's it's just really interesting the amount of companies, the amount of money is being pumped into trying to get into this industry. And it was a question in chat. Uh, do you think eventually one of the big three food delivery companies, you know, Uber Eats, DoorDash, um, mm-hmm. I think Skip the Dishes or uh, Grubhub, will they eventually merge and require each other? And it's, it's a matter of time. Because it's, it's just too many companies and I, I think that I think the idea is grow as fast as they can and go sell, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think this is a mad time because it's just too many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's I mean, there the, those first two stories. There wasn't a whole lot of like controversy there, unless. You're Valdestat and you just hate all <laughs> Fortune 100 companies, you know. But um, we do have something interesting that um, I, I couldn't find like a news story on this. But if you're in the gig tube space, you probably saw this at some point. Um, so let me bring it up on screen here. There was a an Uber Eats glitch on, I believe it was Wednesday, and they were showing payouts, like huge payouts. Uh, let me see if this one will come up. Yep. This guy had one for almost $300 and it says 888 miles, but only 24 minutes. And uh, that's got to be in New York City. It says Flatbush Ave, Avenue M, Manhattan yeah, Terrace. Yeah, the, the, that glitch yeah. hit really hard where, where we were. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. Well, no, I, that's, I didn't see it here, but I was in one of the Orlando uh, DoorDash and Uber driver groups and people were posting screenshots of it. So I don't know what happened, but it's it's kind of hilarious. And apparently people who actually were accepting these orders and getting that huge bank, like their account was uh, put on hold. And some people said they just got um, outright deactivated. So I don't know what's going on. If you guys, if this happened to you, let us know in the comments. We need some boots on the ground reporting. Yeah, that... It's interesting. Uh, what, in your opinion, how often compared to Uber Eats and DoorDash, DoorDash usually has more of the problems, right? I mean, in my experience, I, I've had some issues with Uber Eats app, but usually DoorDash is the app that has the problems. So usually, where it's not working or something's mm-hmm. going on. But this is a big f up from <laughs> from Uber Eats. I know. I wonder how much money they lost. I, you know, I, I think what happened was it looks like like the decimal point just got moved a couple of places to the right. Like maybe that one we were just showing was it said 888 miles. Maybe it was 8.8 miles or something. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Did you ever see Office Space where he's talking about 
he'll hear out that virus and he's like, and then, well, it's a long story, but um, yeah, I think somebody moved a decimal place too far to the right or something. <laughs> Actually, Gary Middleton is in the chat. Maybe he can explain, or maybe, or maybe he can have a an idea of what happened. So, yeah, and he had a good a point. You know, he says I never accept glitches orders like that because you always end up with your account being flagged, and it's kind of unless like it's kind of sad to the point where like you think that you are going to take advantage, <laughs> right, by the, the, <laughs> something glitching. Um, but I don't think everyone who took an order got deactivated i think um i, I think i saw one vlog where he, a person took like a 20 dollar order for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and they got paid and it was no issues at all so uh, i don't know if that was like the big glitch but you know you take try to get 300 dollars off an order yeah you're probably gonna get your account flagged yeah remember that happened like a year ago doordash dad was talking about how it had like a cash a cash out of like ten thousand dollars or something yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. That was all in their in their payouts. It was like if you try to take that money out, don't mm-hmm. don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, did this happen? Like, did you actually see this on your app, or did you just see it from? I think social media. Day, yeah, it was a social media. I think it was the day I was doing either a live stream or something because yeah, I didn't I didn't go out that night. And it's always mm-hmm. a night where you don't go out where something interesting happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't even have a chance to try to check it out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this app, if you're one of the drivers and you accepted one of these orders, let us know in the comments uh, if you're still in with Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna take our first break here. We got an ad again for uh, Drivers Utility Helper from uh, Gary Middleton. So I'm gonna play this real quick. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. Oh, right. You know, that's not just uh, an ad that they're paying us to use. It's like this actually is a, a really helpful uh, program. The only problem is it's only on Android. So if you're a DoorDash driver, I highly recommend, especially if you use Android, you got nothing to lose because there, there's there's a free version and then there's a paid version where it just gets rid of all the ads. So highly recommend it. By the way, I forgot to uh, pour a drink at the beginning of the show. I'm going to try... This is a, uh, I think they call it a fruit salad cider. I don't usually drink cider, but this one mm. uh, I thought was pretty cool because it's a, uh, it's not just apple cider, but it's got uh, let's see, strawberry, pear, cherry, blueberry, pineapple, and tangerine. And the uh, the the can, if you're watching on the video, is like all these uh, metal or ribbons, some some kind of. Uh, you know, military design here. So, cheers. What are you What are you drinking? Uh, just a simple bubbly water, raspberry lime seltzer. You always get you always get like some special stuff. So you basically have a fruit side fruit salad cider. I, I haven't even heard of that before. Yeah, I get all my uh, beer on on uh, from Tavor dot com. Which, if you watch my other 
channel, Chad's Beer Reviews. I plug it all the time. How does it taste? Uh, go ahead. Let's say, how does it taste? Is it good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, when you have this much fruit together, Like you can't, it's hard to pick out each individual one. So, I mean, it just kind of tastes like a hard fruit punch almost. Oh, okay. That's nice. Is it not too sweet, I'm assuming? Uh, it's a little sweet, but not super sweet. 6.5 ABV. Ooh. All right. All right. I, I noticed that the the middle section of the show is when we just kind of uh, dunk on DoorDash for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> we got more bad news, like three bad news stories in a row about DoorDash. So yeah. uh, let's get to it. This is from businessinsider.com. DoorDash is pushing drivers to send form emails to lawmakers about a bill that would limit delivery fees. So this is out of um, Rochester, New York. And I'm just going to kind of, um, you know, summarize it here. So it says a New York County is considering making delivery fee caps permanent and DoorDash is pushing drivers to email local lawmakers about it. Monroe County legislator, Monroe County, that's where uh, Rochester is. It's out, um, you know, west, western New York, like under under Lake Erie, not quite Buffalo, but um, but anyway, so this, uh, this uh, county legislator, said she received between 50 and 100 emails all following the same format letter to believe the emails were written using the same form. And, like, the the, the drivers didn't even, like, bother, um, like, where it says your name here or whatever. Like, they yeah. didn't even bother doing that. They just, um, they just, they just copied and pasted it and sent it to her, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this isn't exactly anything new. Like, when AB5 was still just a proposal, Uber and Lyft had the same thing going. Like they in the app, it would actually say, "Hey, please, if you're in California, contact your state assemblyman or or state senator or whatever it is there, and tell them vote no on AB five. So this is this isn't like all that new of a thing. That you know, of course, a corporation is going to want, um, you know, their contractors to help lobby to get bills or not have bills passed on their behalf. So um, this is just basically. Um, in Rochester, they're considering putting a cap on how much uh, the the delivery companies can charge for uh, for uh, delivery fees and all that. And which uh, we'll get teaser. That's a little bit more of what we're coming up on in the next story. But uh, did you think that was funny, or did you think that was like sad, or a little bit of both? Well, a little bit of I will say definitely a little bit of both that you are, you know, someone sends you an email, the company DoorDash, and you didn't bother to read the email, bother to, you just heard, <laughs> all the email said was you're going to lose money, so you better send this email to somebody. And basically by not even putting a personal note, a personal idea of what's going on, the lawmaker basically just disregard all those emails. And they said, well, they're kind of dumb. Why would I take what they have to say seriously? Um, and then Uber, and DoorDash is not the only one that does this. Uh, like you said, uh, I, I got an email from Grubhub uh, saying you need to contact your representatives because they're going to you're going to lose money. So uh, it's interesting how they try to you know gather support for whatever they're trying to do. But mm-hmm. even then, like telling someone I'm getting a copy paste email, that's that's not going to work. I mean, well, the drivers still made the effort of saying, yeah, I agree. I don't want this legislation. And, but 
they were so they were motivated enough to you know send the email on, but lazy enough to like either not read it or not put you know f- their name in y- the <laughs> your name here box you know, and yeah. it's it's it should still count like if I'm that legislature, uh, I'm probably linking like uh, more corporate. I, I mean I don't know how often this happens. I would assume it's you know f- well I would maybe not so much at the local level. Like at a state and federal level, I'm sure this happens all the time. But you know, at a county level, that seems, you know, that's probably pretty infrequent. Um, they probably get like handwritten letters at the county level. But I don't know. I would still, if I'm that legislator, I'm like, all right, well, you know, these people clearly, you know, uh, don't want me to pass this law or whatever, or vote no on this or whatever. So yeah, uh, and I don't know if they have like a formula like for, like for each email they receive that counts as like three thousand people or, or what? Or it sounds like if you read the article, it sounds like she was just like laughing it off. Like, look at these rubes. Yeah, I'm yeah. still voting the way I'm going to vote. Exactly. Your emails did nothing. The <laughs> way it seems like, well, if you're too dumb to do this, then why am I taking you seriously? When they, you're right. They should. Those voices should be taken seriously. But the way. It come across where you didn't they didn't put any effort to really personalize why you think this law will hurt your business. Making a personal story, putting an effort in, I think that would make more of an impact rather than just copy and paste the email. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, which I was just uh, teasing a minute ago, and this is probably what you were talking about. This is from the New York Post. New York City Council votes to cap Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub restaurant fees. This is from just two days ago. Um, so food delivery apps will face a permanent cap on the commissions they can charge restaurants under a bill passed by the New York City Council late Thursday, sending the shares of Grubhub and DoorDash plummeting. I don't know if, like, it said it went down by th- – um, I just checked. DoorDash only went down by, like, 1% or something. Actually, it says down here, shares of Grubhub's parent company were down 5.6%. And DoorDash was down 2.4%. I mean, I don't play the stock market, but I don't know. Does single digits really seem like plummeting you? But anyway, so, um, I mean, there isn't a whole lot else to report on here. It's just that the bill would make permanent a temporary cap that was first implemented in June 2020 in order to help restaurants weather the pandemic. After many restaurants complained apps were charging fees as high as 30%. And uh, they already passed this in San Francisco. So Uh, have you ever heard the... uh, the I think it was Milton Friedman. He said, "There's no, nothing as permanent as a temporary government solution or temporary government program." Yeah, yeah. That's it's going. That's going to be permanently done. They're not going to change that at all. So, mm. um, I'm not familiar how things are in San Fran. and see if things change. If I'm sure they just added um, to fees to the customer to cover the costs. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the same in New York, and I don't see. Um, I don't know if it'd be that much of a change to be honest. Uh, There's a lot of money here, still a lot of money here. There's a lot of money in San Francisco, and I think these big companies are going to have to take a hit when in the bigger markets where they can they can make this kind of control and they can't. You know, DoorDash and Grubhub is not going to say we're going to leave. They're not going to leave. They, you know, Uber right. is not going to leave. They're kind of stuck in here because there's so many people and so much money here. So um, hopefully that gives more incentive to restaurants to use the service. It's only 15%. So more orders for us uh, Dashers and Grubhub drivers and Uber East drivers. So 
you know, I don't. I, I wish we knew someone from San Fran to kind of tell us if it was a difference between the cap or not the cap. Uh, David from uh, he's in San Francisco. You know, it's funny. I, I don't think I can't think of any other gig tubers that are in San Francisco. Yeah, me neither. I mean, in fact, there and actually really yeah. isn't on that many in California. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Another here's another blow for DoorDash three in a row. This is from CNBC.com. Chicago sues DoorDash Grubhub for allegedly deceiving customers. City of Chicago filed two separate lawsuits against DoorDash and Grubhub for allegedly. Yeah, we know that. So, um, and why is it they always show a picture of a guy on a bike or a, like a scooter or something, and it's always like in the winter too. He's not even you know? in Chicago. It says New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell from the license plates, like the the yeah. yellow orange license plate. Um, and so, the city of Chicago filed two sweeping lawsuits against DoorDash and Grubhub for allegedly deceiving customers and using unfair business practice. City also claims both platforms use a bait and switch method to attract customers with low delivery fees, only to charge additional fees once they're about to place the order. I can sort of, I can sort of understand their what they're saying there. Um, so a DoorDash spokesman said the company is still with the city of Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in November, DoorDash stopped adding new restaurants that it doesn't have agreements with to its app. It said, it also said it will remove restaurants that don't want to be listed within 24 hours of being notified. Um, so basically they were saying like they were doing the, uh, order and pay and wait thing, you know, um, yeah. like not, which they, I think every platform still does. I mean, at least they do it around here. Uh, like, I cut up my Uber and Grubhub pay card because if it's an order and pay and wait, I'm not taking it because it's like at least a half hour, maybe 45 minutes that you're just going to sit there. And, you know, unless it's paying like exuberant amount, um, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I stopped, I stopped as well. When I started to realize that a lot of restaurants, I think the la- the, the time I stopped was when I, I didn't understand exactly what's going on at the time. I was for Grubhub. I went into an Indian restaurant, and no matter how I was trying to explain what I'm doing with that, like, oh, this is Grubhub, <laughs> they were like, kept saying, no, no, we're not doing it. No. And I, I kind of understand it until basically support, Grubhub support explained, oh, yeah, some restaurants don't want to be on the platform. And it kind of blew me away. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we mean it. So we're just ordering things even the restaurant has not agreed to do solo after that i did not uh do those kind of orders anymore and it just comes to show like you know i, you know, I think we both share the same feeling we really don't want a lot of government intervention we don't want a lot of government mm-hmm. regulation but these companies are like they're pushing a the line right they, they just keep pushing and pushing to a point like do they want to be regulated like do they know that they can, can't continue to tr- be so shady <laughs> you know, there's no there's no level of where they'll go and then they, you know they, they turn around and say this is unconstitutional but when you're you're being shady to the customers you're being shady to the restaurants you're being shady to the independent contractors all right who, who's gonna vouch for you i just don't get it yeah uh, i mean but they also have pretty deep pockets so if they get sued i mean i'm sure they'll sell out of court and they'll just be like okay fine we're not gonna you know do the we're not going to we'll take all the non-partnered restaurants off the platform you know that's that's not a big loss to them yeah. i'm sure 
Although a lot of that is on the customers end. It's like, because I used, I used, you probably never did Postmates, did you? Maybe once or twice. I didn't like the fact that it couldn't, I didn't know the payout. So yeah, but I did it like yeah. a ton. Yeah, I'm, I started doing, when I quit my day job three years ago and I went into like Uber Eat, um, uh, DoorDash, and like Postmates was one of the first apps I signed up for. And it was, it was awful. And I actually made two videos about it. And I was saying in both videos, I'm like, like they sent me to a restaurant and I have to like order and pay and then wait for them to make it. And like, I, I didn't get it because I was so used to like, cause I started doing DoorDash and Uber Eats first and it was all just, it was already paid for. And you just tell them, Hey, I'm here to pick up so-and-so and they just hand it to you and you just leave. You know, it, it yeah. takes 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, but with Postmates, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're a customer so like I always say, it's, um, you know, I fly, you buy or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I remember once like here in Orlando, it was like on a weekday at lunch, I get an order on Postmates for like a, you know, a family, you know, a uh, Mexican restaurant, not like Taco Bell or not, um, you know, um, uh, Chipotle or, you know, something like that, like a real, uh, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, and I realize it's an order and pay, and like I get in there and I tell them, and it was a big order too because it was like for an office, and I give them the order. I'm like, "Can you guys do this?" And they're like, "Yeah," but it's gonna be probably about 45 minutes. I'm like, "Motherfucker!" Like it was so, it was like Tuesday at like one o'clock. It was totally dead, and I was like, "Okay, well, I got nothing else to do." So I turn on Uber Eats, and I get an order for the Subway right next door, literally right next door to this Mexican restaurant, and it's only going like two or three miles down the road. I'm like, perfect. So like I pick up the subway and I go make the delivery and I come back. By the time I come back, the order was ready. So I was able to double stack this ridiculous, you know, wait, or at least be able to, you know, make use of the time. But, um, I was like, all right, well that was this one time. I'm only going to do that. Like if, if this is going to be a regular thing, I'll screw this platform. And I only did like, I think like six orders with Postmates total. <laughs> I think it, it Postmate it was the is the well, was the worst uh, platform. It just was really bad. But it's interesting, and I think Postmates was doing really well in the West Coast. So people were doing it for a while. I know Tanner had a couple of videos like way back in the day talking about Postmates. So I guess they were doing well at one point. But yeah, the, the system, the platform, is terrible. And it kind of you know kind of related to the idea of the card to pay. I I I, I agree. I, I still have my. Uh, you Uber Eats and DoorDash card, but I probably shouldn't even bother because, well, I don't know. Well, I'll do uh, Walgreens for DoorDash. I did that a few times, but Uber yeah. Eats, no, I haven't done that. Or the Grubhub, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, Walgreens, you know, convenience stores, that's not bad because it's, it's usually like, what, like six items? Yeah, real Maybe small. Maybe 10 stuff. tops, you know? Yeah. Um, although I hate it. Like a few weeks ago, I did a Walgreens on DoorDash and uh, the the guy wanted all he wanted like a, a huge bag of dog food and like a case of bottled water <laughs> and then like a candy bar. It was pretty funny. It's like two huge heavy things and then one little. Oh, I just want a little treat. It seems like Walgreens is the the store or when you the order is where you get like very odd grouping of items. But it's not odd. It's just because it's not you ordering them. Like if yeah. so, if you wanted something, if it, the person, another person, probably think that it's odd that you want these unique different items. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's it's a easy it's an easy uh, get. Mm-hmm. All right, we got our our second ad here. Oops. 
All right, this is from Maximo, again, from Middleton Technology. So we'll be right back in 60 seconds. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. All right, we are back. You know, we're we're just flying by here. We're only a half hour in. I thought we were going to be like this would be like a ninety minute show because of all the the articles I had. Uh, saved up for this episode but all right so we got the the serious quote-unquote serious news out of the way now we get into the uh the fun the levity the lighter stuff so uh we're gonna start with uh a big old wiener <laughs> you couldn't Your wait next... to say that you couldn't wait to say that <laughs> couldn't wait to say it <laughs> your next lift ride could be the wiener mobile we all want to ride a 27-foot-long hot dog through New York, Atlanta, Chicago, and L.A. Take a lift ride. You'll never forget. I love how it has a lift amp right on top of it, too. Yeah. So, um, so to brace yourself, the iconic Wienermobile – this is from Mashable.com, by the way. Uh, we request a lift this week. Hot dog maker Oscar Mayer's distinctive Wiener-shaped vehicle is available on the Lyft app this week, but only for a few select cities, New York, Chicago, L.A., and Atlanta. Between Wednesday and Friday, riders in the city to request a Lyft XL – could be matched with a really big 27-foot-long hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, once in there, two five-star Lyft drivers will be up front piloting the giant hot dog and blasting music. I don't know why they felt the need to include that. <laughs> Oscar Mayer is going to be free swag like T-shirts, hot dogs, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I mean, this is uh, just a total – this is basically free advertising for both Lyft and Oscar Mayer, but – it's still funny that it exists because um, I've seen there's YouTube videos of people doing Uber and like Lamborghinis and Ferraris, but there's not one of getting a lift ride in, in the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. If that, if that pulled up to your house, would you laugh and take the ride or would you be like, I ain't going to be seen in that? <laughs> I would, I would definitely, I would, I would laugh and take the ride. It's, yeah. It's, it's full. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, I know a couple of years ago, uh, Comic Con, we that be in a city, in the Jacob Javits Center in Manhattan, and that you had the chance because they had a few uh, Uber and Lyft uh, cars that were retrofitted to look like st- Star Wars vehicles, or it would look like you know something that's coming from the comic books. Problem is, there weren't enough. You never got to use one if you really wanted one because they were really popular. So these kind of things is kind of cool. I, I, it's you know you're making it interesting. I mean, it's, not, it's a card ride, so um, that's a that's a really long wiener though. I don't know how <laughs> that would park on the street, but uh, yeah, I'll join on it. Yeah, especially in New York. Like I could see in Orlando, there's a lot of space down here, but um, I wish Lyft gave me the only. Yeah, it said. Uh, uh, the only option is if you order an XL, which is like, actually, well, I think 
both Uber and Lyft, if you have four passengers or more now, is that you have to get the XL or the Deluxe. Like you have to order a minivan because they're not letting people sit up front next to the passenger anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't done ride sharing over a year. So I, 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 I was able to sit in the front seat. But yeah, you're right. I think the rule is they rather not have someone sit in the passenger seat. But I, the mm. last Uber that I did, I kind of got in by instinct because that's how you, you know, you have a, a big group. You, you know, the first person like, all right, let me just sit in the passenger. And then, and she gave me a look, the driver. I was like, was it cool? And she was like, yeah, fine. And she we just got in. But yeah, I think that's mm. the, probably the rule though. Cool. All right. Well, that's so that's the thing. Oh, the, the driven dad said it's a CDC rule. I mean, I guess because it's less than six feet or two meters or whatever. But even the oh, people yeah. in the back seat, especially if you're like in a Ford Fiesta, you know, that's that's you're you're only like this far your head from the driver's head. Like my brother, well, I don't know if he does the Uber anymore, but he did for a while, and he has he has like a Ford fiesta or something and like that's super sit, small <laughs> yeah and small it's a four door so you can sit in the back seat and like you just have your yeah your it's, your it's, knees and your elbow up in your armpits <laughs> he must i mean yeah that's a really difficult i mean the, the gas mileage is amazing on that car but it's super small i mean I, i'm assuming majority of people just use the fusion because that's usually the the go-to mm-hmm. car for fords but uh you know, CDC, guys, you know, very important. Mm. It all makes sense, those rules. So, Hey, Kim is here. What's going on? Speaking of rideshare driving is, I, I mean, I mentioned this before, is that I signed up with Lyft again, and they're offering me um, $1,800 to do 120 rides before September 15th. And it comes out, if you do the math, 1800 divided by 120 is $15 a ride, which is actually really good for those you know, short one mile jaunts that, and especially when people don't tip, because otherwise it's like a three dollar ride. Um, but I was I, I was texting Hannibal about this this morning. I was like, I keep having nightmares of like getting COVID and like sitting in my car with people, even like if the windows are rolled down, which you're not going to do in Orlando in August when it's literally um, over a hundred degrees, but. Um, uh yeah so i don't know i'm still thinking about it because uh it might be worth doing just i mean eighteen hundred dollars i figured like if i do 12 rides a day it would take me 10 days so i I mean that would be two weeks if you work five days a week and uh you know even like 900 bucks a week in my market is that's actually really good how long how long would it take to do 12 rides i mean i think it would take all day like a full eight hours I mean, I haven't done ride share in a long time. It also depends. I mean, it might be popping right now. That's what I've heard. Um, shout out to Steve at Rideshare Rodeo Podcast, who was on this show last week. But I mean, you know, I listen to his show and some other, you know, uh, Jason uh, Gig Economy podcasts, and so in uh, Harry Campbell, a rideshare guy. Um, they've all been talking about, you know, there's a huge shortage of rideshare drivers. So it's like, even if it's slow. The fact that like there's hardly any other drivers out there is that you would probably be getting rides. That's why the surges. That's, that's why the surges are are high. That's why like yeah. rides that were once, you know, like in my area, maybe you, maybe it was like, you know, you're paying an extra thirty percent now. So yeah, the, the the shortages are real. So I definitely think you could probably do pretty well. Um, but I know you. I know you consider not working weekends, but I think if you did work the weekends, you probably would knock that out pretty quickly. 
I don't know. I always found rideshare was slower on the weekends, unless you're talking about at night when people are going out to dinner and bars yeah. and clubs yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, I don't want to deal with drunks anymore. I like to be home before the sun goes down. Nothing good happens after that, you know. That's when all the vampires come out. <laughs> you know, especially around during these times. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. All right, let's get back to the news. All right, so here's a company we never talk about on this show. Ship or shipped. Yeah, shipped. Uh, shipped. Here, cover up that P there. <laughs> <laughs> Ship's new feature pairs members with their favorite five-star shoppers. Uh, Target's same-day delivery service Shipped is launching a new feature that will pair customers to their favorite shoppers on future orders. Mm-hmm. This preferred shoppers feature will be available as a membership-only perk at no extra charge, offering customers what Ship believes will be a more reliable shopping experience where more members' orders are directed toward people they already know and trust to do a good job. Um, this is something that I suggested years ago. Like when I first started doing Instacart seriously, like in 2019, well before COVID, like there are so many times where I had customers say, oh man, I wish it's like, the, I wish you could always be my shopper and driver. Is there any way I can request you? And actually, and it's funny, like in the delivery notes, you'll sometimes see people say something like, um, I would request Megan if she's available or something like, you know, people think that like somebody's reading that and it's like, no, that's where you put your gate code, stupid. But, <laughs> um, you know, so that I, I said, you know, Again, this is one of those things where it doesn't really cost. Like, it's we're not asking for a raise, we're not asking for perks, but the ability to. And I think actually Lyft um, piloted this a few years ago. Like, if you rated your driver five stars, you could put them on a list of like your favorite drivers, and if they were available, they would try to match you up. So, I mean, I I think it's a great idea, and I hope Instacart's listening, and I hope Instacart rips this off because it's a good idea. I totally agree with you. I think this is a fantastic idea. You want you you want the cut your members to be happy, and to be happy is if you found someone a, a personal shopper that's doing well, they should be able to access and coordinate and request. Like, hey, and, and I'm sure that person that had a good relationship or good time dealing with that customer wanted to do the the order as well. So, I, hopefully. Instacart, and they're looking to do some changes. I, I know they got, they got a new CEO. I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try. Fiji, uh, Fiji, Fiji, uh, was like the like the Fiji Islands. Okay, if she wants to make a big splash and try to do some changes, that's a good change. Yeah, that's yeah. Like you should have ability to mm-hmm. if you had a great relationship with a uh, Instacart shopper. That should be the shot. And it not be more incentive for Instacart shoppers to continue to do it and not maybe multap as much. You know, like if 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 there's uh ability to do that, and it's interesting. I have shipped, I never used it. Because it's more of a shopping app, it's going to Target. And I don't know, but you get Target it's, it is packed, man. It's it's never it's always well, two people there, man. Around here, the ship can go the ship offers all the same stores as uh Instacart. So you can order Publix. Through shipped if you want, but um, uh, most people public. most people order through Instacart. Yeah, I don't I don't have a Publix. Yeah, I, got, I guess I'll go through the app and see what other stores. I I know that Target is one of the big ones, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, and speaking of Instacart, I got another thing that's not a story, but it's um or at least I couldn't find a story. So there's there's a YouTube channel called Instacart Bulldog, and uh, shout out to him. Uh, he was uh, did my uh, Chad's charity challenge a few weeks ago. 
And I, I, he did a video, he was here yesterday this morning, and he was showing uh, uh, Inscart new rating system on his phone. I'm just going to show this. I just took a screenshot here. So um, you can see it says hi, and it says rating details, thumbs up, thumbs down, 100% versus 0%. And I mean, that looks exactly like the Uber Eats, um, the rating system. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks and, like Uber Eats. Yeah, and I, and I was showing this in some uh, Facebook groups, which I used to go into all the Instacart Facebook groups all the time. And um, uh, I hardly ever go there anymore. So I, I I showed this video in there, and I was like, is this new? What's going on? And a lot of people are like, yeah, it's been like that for like a week. Where have you been? I'm like, not in this group. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> very very um, nice welcoming people. Huh? People are Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, this is something that I suggested years ago. I said, do we really need a one to five star? If you, if you do thumbs up, thumbs down, the people that were going to rate you like three or four, they'd be like, well, you know, they didn't do a, a great job. They did do, you know, on a, on a pass fail metric or rubric or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. They passed. And we all know Instacart for the last year or so over a year, like the way that they dole out the um, the batches is, you know, the 5.0 shoppers get everything first and then 4.98 and then 4.97 or, you know, going down the line. Yeah. And I think doing thumbs up, thumbs down is going to help those people who, you know, they got like, you know, a three or four star, maybe just over some trivial thing. And like this will help bump them back up. I mean... So I, I think it's a great idea. Again, this might be something, and actually uh, he said this in the video. I, I'll, I'll put a link to this in the description below. Otherwise, just uh, do a search for Instacart Bulldog here on YouTube. Um, uh, but yeah, um, he said maybe this is one of Fiji's ideas, something that's, you know. Yeah, you want to eliminate the stress from the shoppers that's the thing too but you know we're i was talking about this with uh pedro yesterday doordash talking about food delivery doordash seems like the the drama app the app that brings you to stress because you see that number you know that you know five point whatever it drops one 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 basically if you get a one uh point it drops your stuff it should mm-hmm. be a pass fail like that's where you know you don't want to make it so overly complicated majority of the time you know, when someone delivers your food, it's like I said, it's a pass fail basis. It's not this, well, this person deserves a three out of five. Do they like, can you explain mm-hmm. that? Is that quantifiable in any way? You know, a four, what's the difference between a four and a five? And especially if either the customer can't explain it or even a company that put out this metric can't explain it. Um, Ubi's got it right. It's either, it's either a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. And I'm sure I they agree. can still do the other, the other stuff like describing. How the communication? I'm assuming I'm not, I didn't look at the whole thing, but but uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's a much less stress free experience. I think, yeah, unless they're gonna revise the the batch assignment algorithm. You know, if, if they're just gonna do a free for all, like doesn't matter if you're a five star or zero star shopper. You know, just first come first serve. Um, but uh, although I do, I mean, as a 5.0 shopper, is like I. I like the way the system works because it benefits me, you know? It's like politics. No wrong. Yeah, I mean, being honest, yeah, no wrong with that. Gig IQ says, I used to always give three and four stars to people because I didn't realize it was bad before I started delivering. Yeah. Like, I was always like a, 
I used to, I mean, I still, once in a while, will write Yelp reviews. And, like, before that, like, back in college and stuff, I used to write reviews of, like, anything. And I always had, like, I had very strict standards of, like, what was, is. Well, it sounds like a Yelper yeah. that would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, if you move to a thumbs up, thumbs down, I mean, um, I remember Bill Burr had a joke about this where he's like, um, you know, uh, Nobel uh, Peace Prize, thumbs up. You know, uh, 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 sunset, thumbs up. Uh, you know, <laughs> c- c- nice, tasty cup of coffee, thumbs up. Hitler, thumbs down. Uh, got cut off in traffic, thumbs down. You know, something like that. So I think we don't realize when we don't work in the industry or, or have a business, the effect of a low rating is. And like mm. you said, is it something substantial? Is it something like that person really did or the business really did to make it a bad experience? Because mm. we all we all go on Amazon, we all go on Yelp, we go on Foursquare. It's Foursquare still a thing? I'm not sure. But Maybe. we all like to read a negative review first. And it may not be because they're usually honest, the funniest. <laughs> but you want to go you go straight to a negative review and if it's something trivial, it, you know, it you know, a business may suffer because of their reputation online. So yeah, it's a it's a good mm-hmm. thing to be on the other, the other side of it and be a like I said, shopper or a food delivery person as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the one to five star rating is for like where where you really need to split hairs, like you know, like movie reviews or you know, record reviews or uh, beer reviews, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, somebody and and also, I mean, we talked about this last week. How I said, you know, the real MVPs are the turds who do like the bare minimum effort and. Then, like so all you have to do is just do like a little bit better and the customers are really impressed because they're like oh my god you actually used the hot bag or oh my god you actually messaged me you know stuff like that like that's five star service the problem is now i might be you know where the the person that does the bare minimum effort i mean they get the food from point a to point b without spilling it and you know it's not ice cold or whatever like that on a that's, scale of thumbs up, thumbs down, it might, people might be giving a thumbs up. And, and that's, that's, that's all we need because, like you said, those other reviews, like you said, your beer reviews, mm. you could put a number because at least you have uh, the space to explain it more yeah. than just that one metric of thumbs up, thumbs down. You could have a few paragraphs explaining your decision that would make more sense. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give Shipped a thumbs up for, for going this route. I'm sorry, Instacart. Hopefully, this is a a new feature. You know, and it's funny because actually, I hardly ever do Instacart anymore. Even though, I mean, if you this whole channel, Instacart is what built it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, moving on, we got some Grubhub news. Grubhub goes orange. This is straight from Grubhub.com. Uh, so they, I mean, there isn't much to say other than they just rebranded the app orange from red. Um, and actually I have my, uh, my phone right here and sure enough, it is orange. Yeah. I got the update as well. The problem is the same orange as Amazon flex. <laughs> A lot of people but- said they probably went from red to orange because red is just so associated. Like DoorDash is red, you know? So if they do orange, they stand out a little. Yeah, I think I think that's the only reason why they did that. I, I I think red was too 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 close, and I'm sure there's people who have all of the apps because again, brand loyalty. There's no brand loyalty, so people may be clicking to something, and it doesn't really matter. Oh, all right, I got the red app. Oh, it's DoorDash. All right, let's order because again, all the apps 
have majority of the different all the restaurants. Is, is there any exclusive restaurants anymore? For Grubhub? For Grubhub, Uber Eats, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't there's any exclusive restaurants or stores. Oh, maybe stores. Like a, mm. a Walmart. No, Walmart is for Uber Eats as well, I think. Yeah, Walmart is whoever will take their shitty pickups. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't even been offered a Walmart order. Well, not on DoorDash since like Christmas or something. I was doing a lot of Walmart orders around Christmas last year. And then I think the contract must have expired, you know, December 31st. Cause uh, ever since then, I haven't got a Walmart order on DoorDash. I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I do get them on point pickup. And I know they're on with Roadie too. Cause I've seen Roadie. Walmart orders, but they're always, it's the, like the point pickups are way up North heading up towards Daytona beach. And then the roadie Walmarts are way down South, like towards Disney world. And I believe they're out in uh, like Tampa. Uh, if gig mom's watching, she could probably attest to that. So anyway, how do you like the, the orange Grubhub? I like do orange. anything for you. I got, I got some, I got an orange hoodie. I'm all, I'm pro mm. orange. I know there's some people who didn't, I know John. He's like, nah, I don't like it. But yeah, you know, um, as a militant kind of explained, uh, the brand color for the company I brought, yeah, Republic, is orange. So it makes sense to. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to buy some extra bags from Grubhub, but I did. Uh, they were they were they were giving away how cheap they were. <laughs> I have so many hot bags. I'm 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 pretty well set for a while. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. We only got a couple stories left. I probably could have put this at the beginning of the show. So this is from the Philadelphia Citizen. Gig IQ, that's uh, where you are, Philadelphia. This is Lift for Litter. Now, this is like the most... You've ever heard the phrase, bearing the lead? <laughs> no. Well, it's it's well, like... Little, yeah. So it's like where they they start out and they just like ramble and ramble and ramble until they get to like what the crux of the story is. Okay. So um, this person in in Philadelphia they started an app called Glitter and it's where they pay you to pick up litter, but you have to scroll down to uh, all the way down to here where they actually explain it. Lift for litter. Lift for litter. It's not really lift. Um, all right, so Glitter's paid cleaners can apply on the app's website to make 20 to $30 each week for every block they're responsible for cleaning. Cleaners will be limited to five blocks during the app's pilot phase, but the, the app designers uh, hope that picking up trash through the app can be a full-time job that pays at least $15 an hour. Litter collectors simply log on to the Glitter team app, take a photo of litter on their assigned block, and start cleaning. When they're finished, they upload a second photo to prove they reduced the amount of garbage on the block. The photos will be timestamped and GPS enabled so that Glitter knows its cleaners are picking up trash in their assigned areas. Payments are made to cleaners once a week using the Cash App. So far, they received 300 applications for people interested in becoming paid cleaners. So, um, again, free market for the win. Like it, it's funny because, like, actually, that book, <laughs> that intro there, it said like they tried to get the city council to do it, and like they weren't interested. So, like, they actually had to – this is, a, like, a private sector solution to a public sector problem. But and how they how they make – how are they getting money? Like, who's paying the company to pay the cleaners? Like, where? Um, 
It says for low income areas, Glitter is working with corporate sponsors to fundraise the wages. Oh, uh, they currently okay. have yeah, so it's like corporate sponsors. Says Shoprite is on there. I would imagine that maybe they run ads in the app or something, um, or like maybe like they give the 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 cleaners like maybe they give like like um, vests or something like uh like NASCAR drivers like with the sponsors all over them. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I I would do it now. I live in a very dirty neighborhood. Like I live in a hood. And the streets mm-hmm. are disgusting. And if I was able to get paid this clean, what, five blocks? I probably wouldn't take all that long. What is it, $20, $23 per block per, per week? Yeah, it's, it looks, it looks like it's pretty, yeah, it looks like it's pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, paltry payout right now. I mean, I mean, it'd be good for like kids, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see, um, I've seen like from at least three or four different people now and like on Twitter and Instagram, um, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, they've had signs that say now hiring 14, 15 year olds. Yeah. I was like 14. <laughs> I don't even know how, like how that was legal. Yeah. I my was, first real job till I was 16. Unless you count being I'm, a paper boy. I'm the only one who was like, that's not, I don't, I don't mind, uh, you know, 14, 15 year old working part time at a, a fast food restaurant because they need to learn about life, how terrible people are, how rude people are, how, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? You know what I mean? You, you do this job for a while. You're like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Let me make sure I get my stuff together so I don't have to do this when I get older because it's, it's a job and people work hard, but. You don't get treated well. Customers come in very rude. So I think it's a good start to working. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Pedro. Pedro was like, nah, nah, no <laughs> way, no way. Well, Gig IQ, that's your homework is uh, apply for the Glitter app and uh, and uh, let us know how it is. I mean, at the very least, you're going to get a good video out of it, you know? Oh, so you're not Wonder interested, Chad? You're not going to sign up? Well, it's, all, it's only in Philly right now. Uh, uh, your streets are not dirty, so you're good, yeah. right? Oh no! Yeah. Well, actually, if you, if I haven't shown it in a long time, but if you follow my Instagram, there's like a block down the road from me. There's like a creek. Would you stop? Quiet dog. Stop. <laughs> there's a creek, and people just throw garbage in it, and it's all it's so disgusting. Yeah. Like I, I would do like Instagram stories, and I would take a picture of like all this filth in this in this uh, creek, and I would say. Visit beautiful Sanford, Florida. <laughs> I would do that a lot. Um, like when I was at like Wawa or McDonald's or any public place where there's a trash bin that's like clearly overflowing, and, I, and like I would say like Barry, pick up the damn, take the trash out or something, you know? Yeah, that's so. that's a steady thing I see all the time, man. Yeah, that's in New York. All right, last story. This this might make you hungry, although I'm I'm stuffed. I had a big dinner. Mm. Wendy's is interest, introducing new delivery delivery friendly French fries. So, according to the blah 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 restaurant, this is the first time Wendy's has changed up its fry recipe in more than ten years. The reason for the redesign doesn't have to do with unsatisfactory flavor or shifting costs. At least not as far as we know. The real reason behind the innovation has to do with keeping the fries crisp. Throughout the duration of a delivery, a consideration that hardly existed five or ten years ago. And uh, it said, um, the new fries will be skin on with a new type of batter coating that will allegedly retain crispness longer. 
They're available in the U.S. nationwide by the middle of September before rolling out to Canada on their locations globally. So, um, yeah, delivery, you know, GMO uh, fries. <laughs> um, what do you think? Is this – I? it seems like it's a long overdue innovation. Well, the first thing Wendy's should do is speed up their deliveries because no one – I don't take Wendy's. I don't know when anyone that's in our community take Wendy's orders. They're super slow. It would, would the fries cook faster so we can not wait, you know, at the drive through for an hour for the order to be done? Like, you know, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm not a Wendy. I'm not a super big Wendy's fan. Um, but, yes, hot fries are important. You want them uh, as fresh as possible because after mm. oh, uh, sometimes like 30 minutes, they're basically inedible. So. I was kind of I kind of like the fries when they get soft, not like it, it can be warm and soft, not cold. Like and actually, it goes from like hot and like kind of rigid, and then they start to soften, and then they get cold and they get stiff again. <laughs> yes, not you don't want, you don't want to get too stiff. You want to keep it where it's warm and soft. Yes, I, I guess yeah, so. malleable or uh, <laughs> tensile strength or whatever. So I told Hannibal uh, homework for the show is. Come up with your top five best uh, French fries, uh, which I assume is like, you know, like restaurant or fast food fries. So do you want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, you go first. All right. My top five fries. And some of these are probably going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. At number five, I got Arby's. I know a lot of people don't like Arby's. I like Arby's. And they they have these curly fries. And sometimes like they're like, they look like the old telephone cord with like kind of curl, like super, super oh, tight. Curl, and curl, yeah. Curly fries, yeah. Right? yeah. And then other times are like these big, huge, like hoop earring type things. And, um, they're, uh, they're not like yellow or they're like kind of like more of like a brownish orange and they're not sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Number five is, uh, Arby's for me. Um, number four is five guys. I only eat five guys like once or twice a year. When I lived in uh, upstate New York, um, there was a five guys within walking distance of my apartment. I used to go there all the time. And uh, yeah, you order five guys. Even if you order a small fi- uh, fries at five guys, like it's a little cup, like like an eight or 12 ounce paper cup. And they put fries in that. And then they just, they have this huge scoop. And they just scoop, like they just throw all the other fries in the bag. So you get like, a pound of fries whenever you go to Five Guys. Yeah, they, they take care of you with the fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, checkers or rallies. Big fan of check. Yeah, big fan of those fries. Big fan. Yeah, they have. I swear, they smell and kind of taste like donuts. Like there, there's some kind of <laughs> there's some kind of sugar that they're using to make checkers fries. The, they're really beautiful, good. Those beautiful chemicals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see, number two. Wendy's, I actually really do like Wendy's fries. I, I found them to be, I've I've been eating Wendy's since I was a kid, and they're always on point. Hmm. And number one, this should probably come as no surprise to anybody, but I am gonna say McDonald's. I did you ever see that Jim Jim Gaffigan joke a few specials ago where he's like, he was he was doing like ten fifteen minutes of material just at McDonald's, and he's like, has your mother ever made anything as good as a McDonald's fry? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> 
Uh, so your yeah, your list is kind of similar to mine, like because I you know I guess spoiler alert I have uh, McDonald's fries as number one, but we wonder why, like how they were able to perfect that the French fry. I mean, a lot of the reason why I would go to McDonald's is because the French fries, like the burgers are okay, everything else is all right, but you go there to make sure that you get a side of those French fries. Um, it, it just it's just something about them. I guess the way they cooked and if they have the right amount of salt. It just is a perfect thing, especially when it come right out of the, uh, the fryer or whatever. So yeah, yeah number one is that number one is the, my uh, McDonald's. Um, so, uh, let me interrupt you for a sec. Sorry to. No. Did you know they actually they use some kind of beef flavoring in their fry recipe? I don't know if it's like about in, that. Yeah, yeah, that might be why it's they're so good. You know. Yeah, so if you're a vegan, I, I've read that before, like in vegan websites, and I'm like I'm not even a vegan, but I mean. The, here in Florida, they're everywhere. So, um, I've just heard that in a lot of places that McDonald's uses some kind of beef ingredient, either in the potato or in the oil. All right. Sorry to interrupt uh, yeah. you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, was, I am getting hungry thinking about McDonald's fries. <laughs> uh, and, and I, I love fries. I'll eat fries no matter where they are. I don't, I'm not a fry snob. I think fries and pizza, I will eat it no matter what, but yeah, I have my favorite. So, uh, Basically, a lot of what you said. Uh, I love, I love McDonald's. I love the Checkers fries. I love the Five Guys fries. I don't do a lot of Five Guys. <laughs> I don't think they're. I won't call them overrated a little bit, but they're a bit expensive for what you you know. And it, yeah, they give you a lot of fries, but I just feel like it's still kind of expensive. Yeah, you but gotta, I do like them. You got to split it with a friend or somebody. Yeah. Um, you didn't mention Popeyes fries. I like Popeyes Cajun fries. I'm a. And again, it depends on. They got to be right out of the, like. You, you yeah. can't keep them out for too long. They See, do not. They don't. Lose, they're they're lose yeah. They're kind of like the Arby's fries, but except like they're not. Uh, they're like shoestring, not curly fries. But every time I get fries from Popeyes, and I love the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Every mm. time I get fries from Five or Popeyes, they're always like ice cold. Like I've never, I think I've ever, like maybe once ever got hot fries. And you can't order it from any of the food food delivery. You, it's going to be cold. I, I've tried at least twice. Even if you, even if you walk happening. in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it. So four McDonald's, Five Guys, uh, Popeyes, uh, Checkers. I like Checkers fries. Um, Chick Fil A, the waffle fries. I am a fan. I, I like those a lot. Um, I don't go to Chick Fil A a whole lot, uh, but the times that I went to, I, I I like their waffle fries. It's pretty good. Yeah, I eat Chick Fil A a lot, and yeah. The the waffle fries they're good, but the problem is like when you get towards the bottom of the container, like they're all crumbs and like they're hard to dip, you know, because like they're all yeah. like that's why I, like shoestring fries are better because like at least they're better for dipping. Yeah, yeah. At least I agree. I agree. Who you know? Um, I don't think you have them in New York, but there's a chain here called Zaxby's, and it's basically it's basically the same. Actually, it's kind of like it's like a country western Chick Fil A. And they have like the crinkle cut uh, fries, like with the ridges, you know. Like the, yeah. I think they're almost the same thing you would buy at the fr- in the frozen food section, and they're they're usually really good. And that was a that was a runner up on my list, but I figured nobody's heard of Zaxby's. I've heard of it, but I don't think I ever tr- uh, tried it out. No. Yeah. But fries are great, man. All that beautiful carbs, man. Not healthy mm-hmm. at all, but fried. <laughs> it's it's just perfect, man. Well, you know, it's good. if you have sore muscles, 
potato chips and fries or anything potato are is good for because there's a lot of potassium in potatoes. Mm. Or you can just eat bananas. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, grub wrap, uh, canes. I've never had raisin canes uh, fries. I know they crinkle cut fries. I don't think I don't think there's a canes in our my area. Uh, you ever had raisin canes uh, fries? I've never even heard of this chain. Uh, yeah, a few a few uh, vloggers, you know, uh, gig tubers. Usually they have some raisin canes. I think maybe Florida. No, you're in Florida. No, I guess some, yeah. I'm talking about somebody else. But I've, uh, I've, I've seen it a few times. If we ever have that uh, gig tubers get together, everybody has to like bring some food from. Like I've never had like In and Out Burger or uh, Fat Burger or I've never had White Castle. I don't think you're, not, you're a, not missing out on White Castle. <laughs> they, they used to taste good. I don't know. Or maybe like when you get older, your your taste evolves. Because I remember as a child, I used to eat them all the time. But now it's yeah. <laughs> Although you can buy uh, White Castle frozen sliders, like in the frozen food section. Anywhere. Okay, so you ever had those before? No. <laughs> okay, so get that. It tastes exactly the same. Oh really? Well, yeah, whether you like whether good, better for worse. I had the frozen ones; they taste very similar to what you order from in the, a restaurant. Hmm. All right, I'll have to try it. And actually, you can buy uh, Checkers fries in the frozen food too. I try those; not the same. Hmm. Maybe if you fry them instead of bake them. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because they have like ice. Like I always like. Well, I have a love hate relationship with Checkers here. It's like there's one it's only two miles uh away from me but it's in the freaking hood and <laughs> like even though they have a walk-up window they never man it i've actually you know got out of the car parked um walked up to the window had my doordash bag and i'm like knocking on the window and like they just completely ignore me i'm like doordash picking up for whoever they just yeah. completely ignore me and like i'll be banging on the window and they still ignore me terrible man. and like they don't even like tell me like hey you have to go to the drive-thru so i just get my car and then i pull up like what the hell i was knocking on the window or like oh sorry like we didn't we care uh, yeah, yeah we don't care <laughs> <laughs> wc and checkers will have you in the bathroom what's wc mm, wc no i can't what is wc i don't know i've well, never it- had uh is that whataburger that oh, i know that's like in texas or something I never had Whataburger either. All all of these fast foods are bad for you. They're, you're <laughs> not. We shouldn't be eating any of it, but we do because they're delicious. But yeah. they're not good for you. They'll all send you to the bathroom. Oh, White Castle. That's what WC is. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Should have thought about that. <laughs> uh, I guess that about wraps it up for this show. Uh, unless anybody's got. Uh, I mean, we told our stories at the beginning of the show, so. Um. Can't think of anything else. Although I, yeah. I'm, I am, uh, I'm hoping to have this show as my first audio podcast on all podcatchers. Hopefully tomorrow. Nice. And uh, I am looking into doing a website, and but unfortunately, GigTube.com is taken. So I emailed the domain owner and asked if I could buy it off of them. So we'll see if they write back. Or I just use GigTube.net or GigTube.co. Yeah. Or gig dash tube. <laughs> it sucks. It, none of the other donut mains sound as great. They all right. Like you want dot com. You know. Yeah, and, other and actually, you can get dot tube as an upper level domain. So I could be gig dot tube. 
But, you want to try that? You, know, you, could, you could grab that. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if you're, you know, we're always looking for sponsors. Um, I would love to get a C. I, I mentioned it in the uh, poll today. Is uh, I asked people if they tried CBD, and like I'm a big CBD user. And uh, mm. Mm. Uh, if if a CBD company, I've used a few of them. Any CBD companies want to sp- sponsor the show? I'd love to have them. Or HelloFresh, or I'm about to reach out. You know who would be a good sponsor for this show is uh, like Gridwise or Moose Financial. You know, somebody who does products or services specifically for gig workers. And I guess you could say Covert is a sponsor of this show or my channel as a whole. But yeah. I, I need to get Covert to like give me like a radio ad or a TV ad to run or co- some kind of copy to read, you know? Gotcha. Um. Speaking of which, I am still working on that story um, about whether or not Cover is a scam. Um, but uh, I'm just waiting for a few people to write, write me back and, uh, you know, uh, so we can schedule a time to talk. So good journalism takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, folks. So, yeah. So if anybody's, if you're interested in advertising the show, you can email me at chatpolins at yahoo.com or leave a comment in the, YouTube or, you know, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Just do a search for GigTube. I'll come right up, I'm sure. So, oh, and this Wednesday, I'll be interviewing uh, GigIQ, who was in the chat. I think he had to go. Uh, so that's this coming Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Nice, nice. Yep. Uh, what have you got lined up? I, I know you're you're going hard in the paint with the, the interviews, too. Well, you know, you know, Chad, I like to talk a lot. Um, this Tuesday, I'll be talking to, we call him Pave, but, you know, Mushi Moo uh, mm-hmm. every day. Basically, he vlogs every day. Pretty funny guy. He kind of, he makes uh, doing, picking up orders funny and entertaining. So we're going to talk to him on Tuesday. It should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I watch him sometimes. He's very high energy, kind of like Eli. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you watch it at two x speed, <laughs> and I like he don't have an intro. He the video starts and he has an order. You know what I mean? Like he just mm-hmm. jumps right into it. I like that. Yep. I used to Chad to get a con. Oh, I'm used to. I thought she said I used to. I like oh, okay. Yeah, I I mean you can still call me Chad to get economist, but it's it's too long I and mean, it's like 19 characters. 23 if you count the spaces <laughs> i was like i need to, i need something shorter and easy to remember just gig tube so when i talk when i talk to other people about you do i say your name or do you call you gig tube uh well the channel is gig tube but i'm chad <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah like, all right I'll, I'll just call keep calling you chad yeah i wouldn't call you hannibal is <laughs> hungry <laughs> no <laughs> you should change your last name to hungry and your middle initial to s maybe <laughs> Maybe. By the way, nobody noticed the shirt I'm wearing. I I thought it was a D there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I thought it was like they had the whole thing. Well, you this get is our uh, our favorite uh, OG gig tuber, our favorite OG DoorDash gig tuber oh. out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, that, that I, I went to uh, went to Chipotle for dinner, and the guy was like, "Putting a D in delivery. What does that mean?" I was like. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, you work for a delivery company? I was like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, and then he said, do you own a delivery company? And I was like, 
Yeah, I'm like Tony Shu, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out with you in the, in the restaurant. I was like, know? I got this on TripleDs.com. And like, Bentley, I highly doubt you're watching, but I just want to give this to attention. Like, I think the name of his online web store is TripleDs.com, I believe. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain, because he thought it was funny. He's like, I want to get one of those shirts. So I'm trying to make a sale on behalf of Bentley. And I'm like, I think it's TripleDs.com, like these nuts. And then so like he he kind of thought like I was bullshitting or something. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like he was like, <laughs> are you trying to be funny? Like, why doesn't he just come up with, um, like he needs like a more, like uh, for lack of a better term, he's like a more white people friendly URL, you know? Or, or just something like <laughs> it's easy to, to say and refer yeah. to people. Uh, but you know, hit him up, man. Maybe, he, maybe he'll answer back. When you say triple D's, Unless you've been watching Bentley for a long time, you don't know what that means. They're like, what? Because I mean, it stands for DoorDash Diaries, which technically would be two Ds because DoorDash is one word. But yeah, you know, yeah, splitting man. hairs here. So I hear you. All right, you know, I actually got an outro for the show. If I can find it, here we go. All right, so thanks everybody for watching, and I will see you on Wednesday. Hannibal, we'll see you Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Thanks for watching. Have a good night, guys. Yep. Bye.